This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Science Notes, a programme on Otago Access Radio brought to you by the Science News and Promotion Group at the University of Otago. Join me, Dave McMorrin, as I chat with graduate science students. We'll find out about their research, why they do science at all, and what music they enjoy. Science Notes, Thursdays from 6.30 till 7pm, only on Otago Access Radio. Well, good evening, and welcome to Science Notes again for another week. My name's Dave McMorrin, and this week our guest is Pedro Rossetto. Hi, Pedro. Hello. Thanks for coming along. Thank you for uh, having me. I'm, 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 if I had a tail, I'd be wagging it with excitement because Pedro huh. is doing a PhD in math. And we've been doing this show for over 11 years now, and as far as I can recall, we've never had a mathematician on, so I'm excited. We try to hide away. I understand, <laughs> but, but we've, we've dragged you out into the light and into the studio, and I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful that you're here. Um, so like I say, Pedro's doing a um, PhD in maths, but it's kind of maths, it's physics maths, physics rather than maths, yeah. other sorts of maths. Yeah. And so we're going to be talking tonight about sort of what, what you might think was physics, but as with so much of physics, it kind of is borderline maths and it's all kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about neutron stars tonight. Yes. But we will start with a bit of music that he's brought along, and that is... Um, so for the first song, I chose um, My Mistakes Were Made For You um, by The Last Shadow Puppets. It's the same guy from the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Okay, here we go.
You listen to Science Notes on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, where this week we are talking to Pedro Brissetto, who's doing a PhD in maths at Otago University. So before we get into the nuts and bolts of, of maths and neutron stars, yeah. how is it that you've ended up in, in sunny, quote-unquote, old Dunedin? <laughs> um, so I'm from Brazil, and I did my education there, so... I did my bachelor's and my master's degree in physics there. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereabouts in Brazil? Sorry, um, Brazilia, so okay. it's the, the, the capital. capital. Yeah, ah, good. You know mm-hmm. that is the capital. Not a lot of people know about that. Um, so yeah, um, and during my bachelor's, I I had like a one year's experience in Canada, and I very much liked the experience of going abroad and meeting other people, different research groups. So I always. Thought about like doing my um, PhD in another part of the world as well, and I was looking for opportunities, Australia, New Zealand. Um, so I ended up talking to this professor in Australia, and she was the specialist in the field that I wanted to study, uh, general relativity, um, and she mentioned uh, this project here at the University of Otago. And she said that we could do a collaboration. So actually, I'm here in New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, at the University of Otago in this project, which has this collaboration with uh, two professors in Australia. But I was supposed to go there. Yeah. But <laughs> recent events, yeah. the pandemic, they don't oh, let me. I'm probably biased, but you're probably better off being stuck here I, than stuck in Australia. Of course. <laughs> I, I, I've been very fortunate, uh, and especially with the situation back in Brazil. It's quite complicated. Well, yeah, and there's that too, yes, which is kind of a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so you were here then, and so your undergrad was all in, in math, it was in physics, sorry, in physics, you said. Yeah. But physics inevitably involves a lot of maths. A lot of maths. Um, yeah. And so now the the project you're in is actually, so the, the, the people in Australia, are they physicists or are they mathematicians? They are physicists. Right, yeah. so you're doing the kind of the mathsy part mm, of it bit, here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my, my supervisor as well, Dr. Jorg Fraundiner, he he's also has a, a physics background, but every like it's a trend in some universities that the relativity group of which is like a, a subject in physics and the ends up in the math department. Uh, I don't know why. Mm. Maybe they're like too too much math. Yeah. you're going to be in the math department. Maybe. Uh, Maybe people who got sick of, of trying to get students in from a physics degree and realizing they didn't have the math chops to cope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in physics, we are also learning physics that we don't have enough math to mm. understand. But yeah. so. so you're doing neutron stars. Yes. So this is something that perhaps people have heard of but don't necessarily understand. I'm not sure I really understood them much myself until you sent me some stuff. Um, well, what is how does a neutron star compare? How is it different to a normal star like our sun that we're perhaps more familiar with? Yeah, so um, actually they are quite different concepts, and there has been like a, a debate if you call a neutron star a star as well. Right. Um, normally, what we think of a, st- a star in an astrophysical sense is this very massive object uh, that because it's very massive, it's normally round. Mm -hmm. And the main property that makes a star different from a planet is that the star uh, can um, do fusion in its core. So fusion is when you take a 
uh, as you as a chemist, you <laughs> probably know lots about it. Um, so it's when you take uh, two atoms and you put them together and then in this process they combine and they release some energy. So all this warmth that we get from the sun, not much here, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, comes from this process of like taking two elements and combining them together yep. and releasing some energy in the process. So that's basically what a star is. Um, a neutron star, it's actually something much more intense. It's a much denser object and it actually doesn't do fusion. And neutron stars are the product of a bigger star dying. Right. Like, yep. So you have uh, original star that goes through its lifetime. Stars have a lifetime. Um, and then when the gravity is strong enough and the fusion cannot hold the structure of the star anymore, it collapses and becomes a neutron star or a black hole. Right, so it collapses and by collapsing you mean physically getting much, much smaller. Yeah, much more s smaller. I, I have actually a very nice comparison uh, to show how how extreme these stars are. Yeah. So, for example, um, imagine um, taking the whole Earth and making it into the region of the Dunedin area. Right. So that's very like uh, impressive and very massive, but that's not even close to a neutron star. Right, okay. <laughs> so a neutron star normally has the mass of a sun, like our sun, yep. uh, or a bit heavier than that, uh, and is compressed to the side of, uh, of the Dunedin, the right. region. Yeah. Uh, so, and the comparison between Sun and Earth, uh, the Sun is 300,000 more massive than Earth. Right. So all this mass combined Scrunched into, down. Yeah, yeah. 15 kilometers diameter. And so that then will mean, based on my limited understanding of physics, that the gravitation is very, very high because you've got a huge mass on a very yeah. small area. Yeah. Small volume. Um, and so that then becomes a characteristic of how they behave. Yeah, so neutron stars got this name because um, actually, because of this very intense um, gravity, what happens in the atoms is that the electrons, which normally are very far away from the nucleus, with the protons, they start collapsing to the nucleus. Mm. And then the electrons starts combining with the protons of the uh, nucleus, and all of this becomes a neutron. So a neutron star is actually, if you think about it, it's just a gigantic uh, nucleus of an atom. So it's not actually made of atoms in a, it, in a normal chemical sense. Yeah, they, it, they are made of purely neutrons. Right. Like inside the neutron star, they have different structures and we mm. don't know exactly what is in the middle. And, yeah. But basically the bulk part of it is, yes, just neutrons, one like combined with the other. Where, how far away is the nearest neutron star? That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not very much into the astrophysics right, okay. of it, yeah. so I, I cannot give you like an answer, but we have some um, neutron stars. We see neutron stars normally in the sky as pulsars, so it's, a, it's like a lighthouse. Right. So it's a star that you see pulses of light. Um, that's because of the magnetic field and this magnetic field shoots some light into Earth. 
Right. And then we see it as a lighthouse. Right. And these pulsars, you can find it in our galaxy. So I cannot tell, but like some um, hundreds of thousands of light years away. Right. So they're around, and in theory they can be studied in a yeah. sort of a, a telescope, quote-unquote, sort of a way. Mm. But that's not really your your take on is it you're much more trying to understand from a theory point of view how they're actually doing what they're doing yeah, yeah. um so um maybe it, now it's a good time to talk about gravitational waves mm. that's what i'm trying to do um so gravitational waves uh is the thing that was predicted by einstein 1915 so more than 100 years ago yeah and so he has this new theory of gravity. He made this new theory of gravity. And this new theory predicts that gravitational waves exist. So they are ripples in space and time. It's a very complicated physics, phys- physical concept. Um, and Einstein himself thought that because he did the maths and he was like, oh, this is a very tiny effect. He believed himself that we might not be able to observe this. And we actually did observe this for the first time in 2015, 100 years before when Einstein said that those things exist. Um, And that was a big deal from memory. Yeah, it's a very big deal in the the physics community because Mm. um, this is what um, shows you that your theory is is good because when you can make a prediction that it's not even having been observed yet. Uh, and then at some point people can come and say, oh, this prediction by this theory, actually, you can actually find it. Yeah. So, and this was very exciting also for the community because um, since forever, we just been looking to the universe with telescopes, with light. So, um, you can use radio waves like yeah. these ones that we're talking through um, to observe the the universe. But this is also a electromagnetic radiation. So you can see the universe by an optical telescope uh, or a radio telescope. But these are all different kinds of electromagnetic waves. But now with gravitational waves, we have a completely new way of like looking at the universe. So the first detection of a gravitational wave was actually two black holes um, merging into each other Mm. um, and black holes don't emit light. So this is something that we would never be able to observe with a telescope, uh, a classical telescope. And now we are able to see all of these different things, neutron stars colliding with neutron stars or with black holes. And maybe I sidetracked a bit. so that's what I'm trying to study. I'm trying to study how how we can uh, how can neutron stars be a bit different from spherical, yep. and how does that emit gravitational waves? Right. So I'm trying to do modeling uh, to help the people who are in the observatories, the gravitational wave observatories, to detect uh, um, these events. Right. So the notes that you sent me said that you're trying to understand how there's um, accretion of matter around it. Is that known to be a thing from the from the you know the 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 observing that can be done? Yes. And now you're trying to model 
what must be going on for that to have happened? Yes. Um, so accretion uh, around like compact objects like neutron stars or black holes or even stars, uh, it's a common thing. Right. Normally, uh, when a star forms, it forms around gas. So, and this gas normally collapses into a disk. Yeah. And this disk is being constantly fed to the star uh, or to the black hole or to the neutron star. Um, so this is a known um, phenomenon that it has been observed by the Hubble telescope and other telescopes. Like we can see like this um, shiny accretion disks around the stars. Right. Um, and my project tries to see, because neutron stars, they are very like fascinating. They have this immense gravity, but they also have like very, very strong magnetic fields, like a billion times, and I, I mean it, a billion, billion times yeah. stronger than Earth's. Um, and so with these very strong magnetic fields, the uh, this disk of fluid and gas and dust um, goes into the neutron star through the magnetic field. It's something like what happens in, on Earth with the aurora. Right. So you, you have the northern lights and the southern lights um, because of Earth's magnetic field. But with Earth's magnetic field, it's too weak to actually cause like a significant amount of stuff coming to the poles. Um, but in the neutron stars, matter is just dumped there. Right. They created. Yeah. So math. Math, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so a, a day in the lab for you, in the yeah. lab, quote unquote, yeah. is just developing new math or developing new ways to use existing math on these problems? Or Yeah, so my normal day in the lab, actually in the office, I yeah. don't have a lab, <laughs> um, is... I'm trying to all, um, make these models more precise. So I mentioned that Einstein came up with this new theory of gravity, right? Um, and what happens like in the literature nowadays is that a lot of, because general relativity, the th Einstein's theory, is very difficult to understand. A lot of uh, astrophysicists do uh, their physics in like, the older theory of gravity, yep. which is Newtonian gravity. Um, and it's also a very good approximation to reality uh, in several cases. Um, so what I'm trying to do is actually taking Einstein's theory of gravity and apply to this n neutron star case, this accretion, this mountains that we are yep. trying to form. So that's my whole project. I, I'm trying to study neutron stars accreting matter and forming mountains uh, in Einstein's general relativity. Right. Cool. Yeah. And it's going well? <laughs> it's going well. It, it's, it has its difficult times, uh, a lot to read, a lot to understand yeah. before you start doing stuff. Um, but yeah, trying to come up with the equation so we can actually, at some point, model these equations in the computer. Yeah. That's a, a very big trend in science, I think, nowadays, in every field. Yeah. Um, computational modeling mm. is, is the thing. Even in chemistry. Even yeah. in chemistry. So we're talking earlier, you said you're about halfway through. Yeah. So um, you had another year and a half-ish to go, and then after that? That's a very good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I'm 
here I I am focusing on the um, PhD in at the moment, and I'm I don't know uh, maybe doing a postdoc somewhere else yeah. or here in New Zealand. But I would like to I I, I have this travel bug in, inside mm -hmm. of me, so I I went to Canada, I come to New Zealand, yeah. I want to go to Australia to visit for for my PhD. Who knows where yeah. physics takes me? Cool. Well, thank you for coming in. All the best for the rest of the um, the work. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And I can just remind you, you can listen to the show again at the same time next week and then at your leisure as a podcast from the Otago Access Radio website, which is www.oar.org.nz. We will finish with Pedro's second piece of music, which is... Um, so I chose a Brazilian one to bring a bit of my culture here. Uh, so it's As um, Vezes Um Cliché by Maglori. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Pode ser assim como um beijinho de passarinho De uma leveza perspicaz Quando eu dou por mim Eu não estou mais tão sozinho Tem uma beleza da cidade Já que assim talvez a vida é boa E tão à toa custa acreditar Que tudo que acontece a gente terminar Certeza desse caminhar Quero que você me leve do seu jeito e do seu modo Não quero que você carregue Clichê Posso ser assim Um pouco alheio do seu ser Mas é meu jeito de viver Nenhuma frustração Calejaria o coração sem essa gana de vencer Quero que você me leve Do seu jeito e do seu modo Não quero que você carregue Nenhum peso pelo medo de gostar Às vezes de um clichê
Science Notes, a program on Otago Access Radio, brought to you by the Science News and Promotion Group at the University of Otago. Join me, Dave McMorrin, as I chat with graduate science students. We'll find out about their research, why they do science at all, and what music they enjoy. Science Notes, Thursdays from 6.30 till 7pm, only on Otago Access Radio. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.